0: Hey, all and welcome to the Old Iron Talk podcast. I'm your host, Callie Gerton, and today we have special guest via Zoom, Carl, who is the Pope of John Deere Lawn and Garden Tractors. We would like to remind everyone that we are going to be switching to releasing our podcast every other Friday in the afternoon. We also encourage anyone that has recommendations or would like to be a guest on our show to email us at info at oldirongarage.com. We also would kind of like to switch up our outro and we want to add people's collection photos or just tractor photos in general to the end while we are giving our final announcements. So if you have anything you would like to submit to that, we encourage you to also email that to info at oldirongarage.com. Now let's crack open a beer and get to chatting. Okay, so as I said, we have Carl today with us, and he's a little late to the show, but that's okay. So he's going to open his beard now. Carl, I think you have a kind of special tool with you, don't you? Can you kind of explain that to everybody?
1: So this was hand forged uh, with, by Rick Trahan. I believe that's how, how you say his last name at Ghost Hammer Forge, uh, who was, is now retired, but was the official blacksmith of John Deere. So.
0: That was very cool. Okay, well, we're going to kind of start by introducing carl or letting him introduce himself he is definitely more into the lawn and garden tractor hobby world which i am definitely not an expert on so carl this is kind of going to be your show to lead but would you kind of let everybody know how you got into the hobby and what gave you the interest into lawn and garden tractors
1: uh definitely my dad uh, he bought a john deere 140 out of the lancaster farming newspaper in 2001 and uh, basically it snowballed as I feel like every collector has that story where they buy one of something and then they end up with a massive warehouse full. Um, he bought that because in 1965, my grandfather had a 1952 John Deere A two-cylinder that he ended up taking into the local John Deere dealership and trade in for a brand new 1965 110 Uh, garden tractor with a rototiller, uh, Brindley plow, Brindley sleeve hitch cultivator, uh, corn planter, and a snow blade. And so my dad as a kid grew up using that tractor for uh, mowing and snow removal for years on end for mowing like two or three acres with a 38 inch mower deck. So he had a lot of seat time. And so when he had me, I was about five, four or five, in 2001 2002 and so we bought the 140 and then we bought another one and then we bought another one and then now we have too many
0: okay so John Deere in general was that something like your dad had growing up too or what drew him to John Deere do you know
1: Uh, I think it was mostly his dad basically and, and I feel like that's kind of a synonymous thing across the hobby is that like well, my grandfather had IH, so I have IH. And then it's like, well, my grandfather had John Deere. And so um, I don't think there's a real reason for saying he kept with John Deere, but uh, definitely his dad had John Deere, so he just kind of kept with it. And there's some other oddball um, off-brand stuff around, but um, but that's basically what why John Deere. Okay.
0: How many do you have in your collection currently?
1: I usually stop counting because I don't want to know the real answer. Um, I think, well, also like my mom's probably going to watch this, which is probably not like a good thing. Uh, But I think, I think I did the math the other day. I think there's like 10 or 12 around here, but it changes on like the day to day basis.
0: Yeah. And you work on them yourself. Do you have other people help you work on them? What's kind of the story with that?
1: uh so i work on them with my dad uh him and i do most of the work together um i do a lot whenever they need restoration work uh usually i do some of the fabrication and welding if it's missing parts we usually fabricate our own stuff or if somebody else has it you know purchase it but um but yeah we do most of our work a lot of the engine work uh we outsource for other people to do but um for the most part, we do most of our work together.
0: Okay, very cool. Now, you're in the lawn garden hobby. Have you been around just like the tracting tractor collecting world? Is there a difference you see between the two?
1: Uh, So, like, my grandfather had the two-cylinder back in the day, and then um, in the 80s, he bought the land surrounding his uh, original house. And so he has a 100-acre farm um, that my uncle runs now and um in Gettysburg Pennsylvania and so they always had two cylinders and used them for farming and um just taking them to shows and so I've been around the big tractor stuff a little bit um the lawn and gardens fit really nicely in between two narrow front tractors but um that's also how you forget how many you have um so as far as why like if it's any different I think it's it's basically the same principle, but I also think that I've seen a lot of it being used as kind of a leapfrog. Whether you're going from big tractors down to small tractors, to where you know I sold a couple uh, farm tractors, so now I want even more garden tractors. Or if you're a younger collector, sometimes um, it might be a leapfrog into bigger tractors. Um, to where if you're younger, you buy a couple tra- lawn and garden tractors, you enjoy them for a couple years, and then as you get older, you can afford bigger places to store them and that sort of thing you can kind of sell those off and buy a bigger tractor so um I think that's would be my main difference but I think the people Mm -hmm. are the same you know same enjoyment same end result or end goal so
0: yes and hands with that how do you see the younger generation impacting the future of the hobby do you see people like younger ages getting involved or not really
1: so I think of myself as young, even though there's like I look at other people and then I realize I'm old now. But um, but I definitely think that, that the younger generation is obviously the future of the hobby and, and everything. But also um, I see a lot of good coming in with it, um, you know, just using using so much technology that the younger generation has, uh, you know, obviously cell phones, um, text messaging that you can. If you're trying to buy a tractor the entire way across the country or even the world, you know, everything is easier now. Um, You know, the advent of um, uh, CAD drawing uh, with modern manufacturing for restoration techniques, um, you know, using 3D modeling uh, with CAD, uh, modern laser and plasma table advances you know i see a lot of good coming in with it um you know with just even communication too with like facebook groups or um obviously other like old iron garage websites um a lot of that technology um for a lot of good is being used for just making everything so much easier and which allows a lot more enjoyment out of the hobby Mm
0: -hmm. yes you're kind of by your collection right now aren't you
1: yep yeah
0: would you mind giving us a tour of what you got
1: yeah let's go into my living room with the tractors in it (laughs) let me take everybody with me at some point
0: we're going with you so that's good everybody bear with us this is our first zoom podcast so we're learning
1: all right so we got the john deere poster from 1987 uh 30th anniversary of the 110 plate commemorative. And then this is what I like to call the showroom. Um, got small memorabilia stuff.
0: That's very uh, cool.
1: Brinley rear blade. Uh, this is a Bolin's, uh 750 that my mom actually mowed with uh, as a, a kid. So I got the tractors mostly from my dad's side. However, this tractor was uh, involved on my mom's side. So my grandfather on my mom's side worked at a Caterpillar dealership. And my grandma always complained about getting sunbaked. And so he brought home a Caterpillar umbrella for her. Um, well, that was so nice my ever. grandma's name was Birdie. So I I took the uh, Bolens dealership sign and put Birdie's Bolens on it and um, have it here for display. Um, some John Deere lawn and garden grease guns, uh, Viking cedar, um, This is a tractor that I affectionately call Monica. Um, I picked it up in Hope, Arkansas, um, which you can put some pictures in um, of where I found it. And it was in Hope, Arkansas, which if you don't know is the hometown of Bill Clinton. So we nicknamed this tractor Monica uh, for that, but it's a 1969 uh, John Deere 140 patio uh, with a heavy duty air cleaner on it since new. Um this is a 1973 John Deere 140 uh this was a local tractor uh, uh original hour meter and heavy duty air cleaner on it since brand new this tractor only has like 690 original hours uh which is pretty low for garden tractor terms um going around here i guess is uh 140 with a user post hole digger um We bought it from the original owner's son. Um, It was on the cover of Lawn and Garden Tractor Magazine. Um, Here I have the issue. And uh, I got that tractor in, well, the post hole digger at least, in Altus, Oklahoma. Um, I skipped prom actually to get that tractor. Um, And then brought it back and got it working again and um, did a mechanical restoration. And um, you can put up a video or photo of uh, that post hole digger getting dug uh, or being used to dig a hole uh, with a good friend, Glenn Blecker. And um, there's also a photo you have of uh, the original owner in Altus in like the 1970s it is a black and white photo of that uh, post hole digger being used to dig holes out there. Um, but that story and that post hole has got a pretty cool story with it from the original owner and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And then and this tractor here um, is from local. Uh, I have the original John Deere warranty papers for it. Um, my dad bought it in 2002 off of eBay and actually picked me up from kindergarten with this on the back of the tra- on the back of the trailer. Uh, I always remember that. Um, we put all the accessories on it, but um, that tractor was actually featured on um, the uh, calendar and the TV show. Uh, classic tractor fever. Uh, that tractor also has a set of adjustable wheels, uh, AM radio, hour meter, heavy duty air cleaner, blitz fogger, and the uh, sun canopy on it. Um, that's an original dealership sign uh, that came from Massachusetts. Um, so kind of everything's from all over. Uh, that loader there that was used by Penn State University in the horticulture department. Uh, which is kind of neat. Um, and in the back is a flail mower. We got that in Maine. Um, and then way back in the back is a soil mover pan scraper uh, that goes behind uh, 140. Um, that's actually sterile number 140, uh, which is kind of neat. Um, and then... Dealership signs from Massachusetts, uh, Pennsylvania Panzer dealership uh, from Massachusetts. Um, just all sorts of random oddities around here. Uh, that dealership sign there, uh, it's pretty toasty, but um, that came from North Carolina. So that's a fun piece that I just recently got. Um And then over here is uh, a 1964-110. That was my great-grandmother's neighbor's tractor. Uh, They bought new in New Jersey, and then they moved to Pennsylvania and brought it along. Uh, The seven sprayer on it uh, actually came from Hullet, Wyoming. So the sprayer on it came from Wyoming. Uh, It was like two minutes away from uh, the Devil's Tower. So it was right on the border of Wyoming and Montana. So my me and my friend Travis went and picked that up. Um, these two are some of my favorites. Uh, that's a 110 and a 140 that I bought in Germany and actually had shipped over. Uh, so they have uh, high and low beam headlights, turn signals. Uh, the 140 actually has four-way hazards. And then they have... Um, Uh, rear taillight sections with license plates and license plate lights and um, all sorts of different stuff but um but yeah that's most of it just other random other random stuff back there parts and old carts and all sorts of stuff but
0: very cool so i gotta ask what's your favorite piece in your collection currently
1: Uh, As far as in here, um, it'll probably be Monica. Um, So that's got kind of a cool story, that one, Um, actually. So the one photo that you have is where we found it in uh, Hope, Arkansas, which, like I said, is the hometown of Bill Clinton. And uh, my friends and I drove down from Kansas, uh, picked it up and brought it back. I brought it back into Pennsylvania, my dad and I kind of worked on it, got it running again and whatnot. And uh, as any typical college kid uh, does, sometimes you need some extra money. And so I ended up um, selling it to a good friend, Scott McAllister, who's a big, uh, back in the 80s and 90s, uh, two-cylinder collector and farm tractor collector. And uh, he was getting into garden tractors. And so I sold it to him and I told him at the time, I said, Hey, like, if you ever get rid of this, please let me know, you know, I'd like to buy it back. I'm a college kid and I need some gas money to get to school and whatnot. And he said, Oh, no, don't worry. I'll put it in the will for you. Well, then like years went on. I actually uh, went out, worked with him for about eight weeks, um, helping him with the collection and whatnot. And then, um, a couple of years later went by and, uh, he ended up passing away sadly. And in his will, he actually willed that tractor back to me. And so, like, it's a very cool story of, like, how and where I got it. Um, also, like, way back in the day when I was a kid, every year for my birthday, got a cake with a candle. you make a wish when you blow it out. Well, like, my wish as a five, six-year-old was a 140 blue patio with a heavy-duty air cleaner and whatever else. Well, like, when I bought it, I didn't think about that, and then on the way home, it kind of dawned on me that like all these years later, my birthday wish finally came true. So
0: That's awesome. That is a very cool story.
1: So, that, okay. that would probably be my favorite among. It's hard to pick a favorite, but
0: Yeah, it is. So, is there one that you want to add? Like what's your dream tractor to add?
1: Uh Uh A dream tractor probably so I have a few, I guess, like everybody. Um, number one, probably be a sweepster body on a John Deere Garden tractor. So that's the um two seat fiberglass body, um, golf cart looking type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um that uh, uh Navy 140, so uh used on aircraft carriers, they were yellow, they had dual wheels. Um mm-hmm. and then probably a, a trencher, an ARPS or Hawk built uh, model 1400 or model 1200, um, trencher for the back of a John Deere 140. Um, those are kind of the top three for me right now. Um, a lot of those things that you just saw are, were dream tractors that have taken a lot of time to find and, and source, but, um, that those are the next three, I guess, that one well, day. That's might awesome.
0: Happen. It's awesome what you already have in your collection too, especially for how young you are.
1: Well, you know, dad and I've spent, I mean, I was, I grew up with it from five years old and we kind of, I mean, I put in college, I put 120,000 miles in like three and a half years. We went to the Californian back twice um, during myself uh, for college. Uh, we went out there to pick up tractors, uh, which is other photos that you have. So I bought a Cub Cadet in the desert in California. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like, how bad do you want it? It's kind of fun.
0: Yeah. Okay. You got to tell us the story. We have some pictures too of the 120 on the beach. What's up with that?
1: Yeah. So I basically like bookend, uh, coast to coast in college. I went to California, uh, on the West coast and bought a cub cadet, uh, in the desert. And then that photo is really cool. And then on the other side of the spectrum, uh, on the East coast, I found a John Deere 120 patio uh it's one of very few 1971 models in with patios um in new jersey i bought it from a friend of the original owner and i bought it i texted my friend uh michael traz uh area uh and said hey you're in new jersey like how far are you away from this and he says well i happen to be like 10 minutes away from it so i said oh, okay i'll just meet up with you so i picked up the tractor uh my fiance Cassie, we, her and I went over and saw Traz and he just happened to be at his, um, great uncle's, uh, condo in New Jersey on the one beach you can drive on. And they had a bunch of signs like driving on the beach and this and that. And I said, well, does that mean I can drive the tractor on the beach? And of course we all look at each other like, well, until somebody says otherwise, there's no reason you can't. So, We unloaded the tractor that I just loaded up on the trailer and drove it out onto the beach. And you can see in the background the um, Atlantic City skyline and the Atlantic Ocean. So I was like, when's the next time we're going to drive a tractor like on a beach, let alone like that beach. So that was kind of fun.
0: That was very cool. Was the beach busy? Because I know I would have been looking at you like you were a nut if you had. Oh,
1: Absolutely um it wasn't busy it was like in february or march it was like cold but i wasn't gonna like there's nothing stopping me from getting <laughs> that thing the only thing that worried me was it like running out of gas or something and like i just got it so i have no idea how well it ran And like if it just shut off on the beach then i'm gonna have to like call a tow truck and explain to them why i have a lawnmower like on the beach and like how to get it off yeah um uh, so like there was people there and they were kind of like driving by in their jeeps and like normal beach going vehicles kind of looking at us very confused. So it was it was an interesting time but I mean uh I'll have to I'll send you the picture I have um I mean it's not the weirdest place I've taken tractor like uh I took uh a Monica actually to the liquor store uh try to do George Jones I was completely sober for it um and then also I have another photo of another uh, patio 140 uh, in the bike rack of my school at uh, college. We That's drove hilarious. it to the cafeteria and just parked it at the bike rack. So,
0: I was gonna say, so you sent us the Bushlight video of you with the 140, and the story yep. behind that is you were trying to like remake George
1: Jones. Uh, kind of, we were just bored. We went to school in Kansas and there was not much to do. And so, like, we were just sitting around one day and I was like, hey, like, the liquor store is like two blocks away. Like, you guys want some Bushlight? And we're like, yeah, sure. I can always go for some Bushies. And then we're like, oh, let's just film it. And so my friend, Sean Robinson, uh, at the Robinson shop, he like is a film editor video, a video editor kind of guy. And so he like filmed it all and then put it together with a pretty cool montage um, on it's it's on YouTube body by Bush. It's pretty good. I I think it's hilarious. I don't know why it doesn't have like trillions of views yet. But like, <laughs> that's just me.
0: Okay, so the picture of you and the group of guys, is that your friends that helped you out with that?
1: Yeah, so that is a photo. um, That's kind of another reason why that tractor is special with Monica. So every year our school for seniors, you got to do a drive-through, they called it, senior drive-through. And so we had a gazebo in uh, in the quad. Um, in the middle of the campus and so you weren't supposed to drive through it in the middle of the year like normally uh, which of course I never I never did um, at all but um, senior year you're allowed to so like uh, everybody drove their cars and and stuff and they'd pose for a picture and whatnot and so my friend had a 1927 uh, Franklin automobile that didn't run so we pulled it with Monica and then um, another friend had his mini bike, uh, you can see in the background. And like, um, there was like four or five of us all like between the car, the tractor, the mini bike, and like the soil mover behind it. Um, we were like a whole group of us uh, pulled through the gazebo and stopped and take the picture. And and so like, again, that's kind of another reason why the tractor's so special.
0: That's cool. Okay, what's up with the photo in front of Shelby American?
1: So... So again, coast to coast, that was the first California trip. So uh, in school, I have a friend, um, Gravely64 on YouTube, Phil uh, Reinhart. He he said we were sitting in class and I was like, hey, like, you want to go to California this weekend? And he's like, Carl, it's Thursday. Like, what do you mean? Like, we have class. I said, well, yeah, we'll leave Friday and just come back. And so he said, No, oh, no, no, I have homework to do this weekend. I can't. I said, Okay, well, next weekend, we're going to California. And so during that week, instead of just going to California, the whole point was to get in and out burger. And then during the week uh, that it was postponed, I started searching Craigslist and I found a 112 patio garden tractor uh, in downtown Las Vegas, in like three blocks away from the strip, like just some old guy had it. He, I said, well, why do you have this garden tractor in Vegas? Like you literally don't have a lawn. like, there's no reason for you to have this. Well, I bought it in Michigan and then I retired and I moved out here. So I just took it with me. I thought I needed it, but I never needed it. So I just parked it in the garage and now I'm getting rid of it. So I had to explain to him why this person from who said he was from Kansas with a Pennsylvania phone number was going to show up at 9am on Saturday morning at his doorstep to pick up this like to him, a 50 year old lawnmower. And so I showed up, we put it in the truck, and then we went over to Shelby America. So during this whole thing, I never told my parents that I was like, you know, driving to California. So I just sent them that photo. And my mom didn't understand. She thought it was cool. Like we we're doing like, you know, educational things in college. And then my dad recognized it immediately, saying, like, that's in Vegas. I don't think, like, I think he's in Vegas right now. And so that was an interesting phone call and so we left there we went to california we got in and out burger we put our feet in the ocean and then we turned around and came back to kansas we did it like 54 hours or something but um so yeah that was so basically that tractor was a tractor i bought in vegas
0: yeah that's a heck of a trip
1: yeah so we like walked in on sunday night at 11 very tired, of course. And our RAs in the dorm was like, Oh, like I didn't see you all weekend. Like, where were you? And we're like, Oh, we went to California. And, and they just kind of were like, Oh, no, like, what did you do? And we're like, No, like, we just went to California. I have like the I Heart Vegas t shirt to prove it. And so like, that was fun.
0: Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Okay, we're getting close to our time. But I've got one last question for you. Your Instagram name is Pope of John Deere. What's the story behind that?
1: Uh, actually, so for one, I'm a, I'm a big Jesse James fan, West coast Choppers, uh, motorcycle mania, one, two, and three and whatever monster garage, all that. Um, growing up that kind of spurred me into the garden tractor hobby and to do what I'm doing and whatnot. Um, so he is the Pope of welding on Instagram and other things. And I thought that was cool. I I'm a big fan. And so like, it just kind of became a joke of like, Oh, I'll put that on as my Instagram name and so then it just kind of grew from there but i have uh, signed authentic mac tools gloves that were used on monster garage by one of my college professors luke channel um and i had jesse james sign them so
0: that's are awesome. sitting
1: here on my desk
0: but, very cool so that's well, why I'm,
1: that's why that is
0: do you have anything else you kind of want to share today any unique stories
1: uh i, I don't know that's a lot of them um i i have my john deere stapler here if you want to see that
0: i mean that's cool
1: so i have a john deere stapler uh using like dealerships and a john deere tape dispenser Uh, oh that's
0: cool
1: so those that my john deere sunglasses but um but yeah other than that um obviously you mentioned uh instagram uh you know, at Pope of John Deere on Instagram, um, Pope of John Deere on YouTube. um, Just that's about it.
0: Well, we appreciate you coming on today, Carl, and we appreciate you talking about your collection and kind of showing us. It's definitely a different world in the lawn and garden industry, I would say than tractor. So thank you for everything that you taught us and showed us today.
1: Thanks for having me. I, wish you all the luck with this this is really cool to be able to share the hobby and um listen to just different stories from all the different hobbies within the hobby and um just you learn so much like i didn't i met you before and i never knew that you were like your whole family's into rumleys and stuff Mm -hmm. like i thought that was super cool and like just just to be able to like learn different stuff this is a great avenue to do it And, and the website you know old iron garage and um what that can be and what, what that will be will be pretty cool, and and I look forward to seeing where that takes you and everybody in the hobby in the future. So
0: yes, and we would like to thank Carl too because he's actually been helping input data for the lawn and garden side that we will be eventually adding to Old Iron Garage. So thank you for all of your contributions to that.
1: Well, thank thank you guys for doing it because I think that that's a very generous task for what you guys are doing and putting yourselves through uh for the hobby because uh it's good for the hobby but also like it's a lot of work and like it is i'm sure you can attest to that
0: very tedious that is for sure yeah well thank you again and don't forget to give carl a follow at the pope of john deere on instagram and youtube
1: yeah oh is there time for one more thing
0: yeah you're good hi mom I don't know if you're still there.
1: Oh, no. Oh, there you are.
0: (laughs) Say it again. Hi, Mom. One more time. Hi, Mom. And we would like to thank Carl for joining us today. And we encourage everyone to give him a follow on Instagram and YouTube at Pope of John Deere. Old Iron Talk is now streaming everywhere you get your podcasts, so don't forget to give us a follow. To connect with other collectors and hobbyists, please visit us at oldirongarage.com. Thanks for listening.